Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 505. We'll look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Let's read our passage. Especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. When I am weak, then I am strong. This is Second Corinthians. This is a letter Paul sending to the church in Corinth. Paul made a quick trip there following his writing of 1 Corinthians because the problems hadn't gotten fixed and there was a lot of opposition. And so Paul left quickly because of the intense opposition and wrote the tearful letter. Titus carried the tearful letter to Corinth and between the letter and Titus's ministry, things mostly got resolved and it seemed the majority of the church now had repented and reconciled with Paul. Still a few holdouts, and still some issues that Paul is dealing with, and that's why he's sending 2 Corinthians. One of the issues he's dealing with is this group of super apostles, Paul calls them. He also calls them false apostles. These are a group of Jewish Christians, at least that's what they claim to be. They claim to be apostles of Christ, but they're saying that you have to become a Jew in order to become a Christian. Paul says they're presenting a false Jesus, a false gospel, a false spirit. He calls them ministers of Satan, false apostles. And he's warning the church not to fall for their stuff. And he is in this section now, chapters 11 and 12, that's referred to the the fool's speech. And this is boasting. Paul says it's foolish to boast, but he feels he has to. Because that's what these false apostles do. They boast. And the people of Corinth are falling for it. They're being led astray. So Paul says, well, suffer this boasting that I'm going to do. Because apparently you put up with it quite well. Because that's what these people are doing that you are following. And they're leading you astray. So he wraps up the fool's speech itself in this section. And the next section we'll do next time as kind of an epilogue to it. But let's finish up the fool's speech, and we need to go back and look at verse 6 again. The last part of verse 6, he said, But I will spare you, so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Some people separate that into a, a new sentence here. But this idea of the extraordinary revelations... He doesn't want anybody to think too much about that. And now he goes on to explain why he doesn't put too much in that. Continuing in verse 7, Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so I would not exalt myself. Now the word exalt, he uses it twice. So I would not exalt myself, And then this was given to me, so I would not exalt myself. Now, the word it's translated exalt here is a hyper arrow. 
Aero means to lift up, hyper, hyper lift up, or to over lift up, or as he called these uh, false apostles, he called them hyper apostles, translated as super apostles. Here he'd be super lifted up. So maybe this is a dig at these super apostles that, so I wouldn't get super lifted up myself. God did this because maybe these false apostles need a little dose of uh, this, this kind of thing themselves so they're not super lifting themselves up. But this thorn in the flesh was given to me. There is a lot of conjecture about this. The trouble is, this is all we have. So everything else about this is conjecture. Now, certain words and tenses and things used here that maybe, maybe give a clue, but there's not enough to really say what's going on here. So what is the thorn in the flesh? Well, the word gets translated as thorn is the Greek word skolops, which could mean thorn, could mean splinter, could mean a pointed stick or a stake. That could mean a lot of things, and it could be something you know, more tangible or something more figurative. What do we know about it? Well, it was given by God. God gave this thing to him, this thorn in the flesh, but it was at the hands of Satan. This is a messenger of Satan. So Satan's the one who delivered it, but it was at the overall uh, control under God who allowed it to happen specifically for a purpose, the purpose of to keep him from super lifting himself up, like somebody we know who we won't mention. So that's kind of what the word means. Now, what actually is it? Is it physical or is it more relational? When you think thorn in the flesh, that sounds like a physical problem. However, in the flesh, could mean a couple different things there. So it could be flesh means body. So this would be a physical problem, a problem with my fleshly body. Or flesh could just mean his mortal existence. Well, you know, while I'm here in the flesh, there was this problem, this messenger of Satan given to me while I'm here in the flesh. So it could just refer to his physical existence, his mortal existence. So you can't say it was a physical problem. Now, one interesting theory, I don't necessarily subscribe to this, I think it's an interesting theory, is uh, some say, okay, the thorn in the flesh are the Judaizers. They are this thorn in the flesh. And it's a, more of a relational thing. It's a messenger of Satan. Remember, he called them ministers of Satan. And he mentioned that amongst all the, the dangers and problems that he had with uh, river crossings and bandits and shipwrecks. And one of the things he listed that stood on its own was dangers from false brothers, which these guys are. So they're false brothers who are danger. They're ministers of Satan. Are they the messenger of Satan there to torment him? Can't really say. Another interesting tidbit in all this is in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, this word, Greek word skolops, which gets translated as thorn here, in Numbers 33.55 and Ezekiel 28.24, that word is used to describe enemies of Israel. In Numbers, it talks about 
driving out the inhabitants of the promised land. If you don't drive them out, they will be barbs for your eyes. That word scolops. Or in Ezekiel, talks about Israel will no longer be hurt by prickly briars or painful thorns. In both cases there, it's using that word to describe enemies of Israel. So, that all goes along that theory that the, the thorn in the flesh is actually the Judaizer movement, which plague several churches. Don't know. It could be a physical ailment. It, it could be a lot of things. But whatever we come up with is pure conjecture. The issue is, there was this thing given to Paul, given by God at the hands of Satan for the purpose of keeping him humble, keeping him from getting too puffed up, keeping him from super lifting himself up. So it continues in verse 8. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. Now he says, pleaded with the Lord. Is he referring to God the Father or the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I think if you put all this together, he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ because the response, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. So Christ's power, verse 9, is my power. He said to me, my power. So I plead with the Lord who said to me, my power, which is Christ's power. You put it all together, it's he pleaded with Jesus Christ. Pleaded three times that it would leave me. Now, it's just being, okay, three times I prayed about this. That's it. Three's the limit. Or is three more just a, a way of talking about prayer? The Lord Jesus prayed three times about uh, going to the cross, the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, three prayers a day. Three is kind of a, a view of the completeness of prayer. It, it's hard to say exactly, but the issue is Paul prayed about it and felt that the answer was sufficiently firm, that there was no use continuing to pray about it. The answer was there for him. He asked, and God answered. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And notice the example of power perfected in weakness. Christ was crucified in weakness. Another interesting note here is, he said to me, this is finishing up the section about visions and revelations. Here he says, Christ spoke to me and told me this. That thing uh, 14 years ago about uh, seeing heaven, can't tell you about this. I can tell you about this, though. Christ told me. There's a revelation for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And Paul goes on, Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So there's kind of given the reason why he boasts in weakness. Because Christ himself said, my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, that's what I'm going to boast about. These false apostles, they're boasting about how Christ's power has made them so wonderful, so great. They have the golden touch because God's favor is upon them. Paul says, well, Christ's power is perfected in weakness. Christ doesn't need me to be strong, to be great, to be wonderful. He's got it under control. And he wraps up verse 10. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so this is basically going based on what Christ has said to him. 
Paul said, hey, this, that this problem's really bothering me, and please make it go away. The answer was no, because back to the reason it was given, there's some verb tenses at play there. The thorn in the flesh was given to me. That's a, a completed action in the past. But the would not exalt myself is an ongoing, continuing effect. So the, the thing happened, and it's, it's a done deal, but it's got a continuing effect, so I will not exalt myself. And that reason needs to stay in place. Even though he asked to take it away, the answer was no, because the, the reason is still there for needing it, but also so that my power will be perfected in weakness. So it will be seen that what's been done is been done through Christ, not through Paul's excellence. Paul says, therefore, okay, I'm going to boast in that because there it is obvious that it's the power of God at work and not my own excellence. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Second Corinthians.